Yeah. That's what happens when you beat the, the undefeated team. It's Vilas Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the MBR radio network. It's Monday. It's 1030. That means it's time for Randy Whitehouse from the Sun Journal to join us. Randy, you, you pumped up for... Did I hope you didn't clear any plans out of the way on Saturday night because I got to tell you, if you did, I feel like the plans probably would have been better than watching that Celtics game. Yeah, it was brutal. Uh, big, you know, big letdown because it was clear from the start that that they just they were beaten before they they stepped on the floor. It was it was very very disappointing. Yeah, um, you know, it, you you can kind of expect that from from the younger guys, but the the veterans were, you know, Marcus Morris didn't show up. Al Orford was, you know, the uh, quote-unquote average average Al Al. the regular season. Yeah, as just uh, you know, very you know, a little disturbing, but just kind of disappointing more than anything. Um, I I think they'll bounce back tonight. You know, not necessarily win, but I think we'll see a much better effort. I hope so. I hope we see more than four field goal attempts from Al Horford. Maybe, maybe four, yeah. maybe more than four. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, they talked about it during the broadcast, and you know, I agree to some extent that his his teammates needed to get him more involved. But still, he he needs to, you know, as the veteran, as the leader of that team, as as the linchpin of that offense, he needs to demand the ball and, you know, getting guys' faces in the huddle and say, you know, get your head out of your butt. So, I mean, it's just, it, it's very frustrating that, that a guy who is, is so important uh, to that team, as, as the, the Al, Al Horford worshipers will tell you how important he is, well, if you're that damn important, act like it and, you know, be a little more assertive for crying out loud. It's just, it's very, it's one of the most frustrating things with him because uh, he, he could be, I think, cons- much more consistent and much better on a regular basis. But, you know, he's he's done so much in these playoffs. Um, I'm kind of leaving at that. I'm not going to rage against Al Horford today. Yeah, I, I could rage. I was going to rage against Jalen Brown, but then I remembered if I did, someone would probably call a foul against him. So I decided <laughs> not to do that. Well, and that's the other thing. You know, the reason why I think they went to the game already beaten is, you know, I think they just were like, you know, all right, well, we're on the road. We don't play well on the road. We're not going to get any of the calls. Uh, you know, so what's the point? You know that that was kind of the attitude. I think they went into that game with, and I, you know, Brad Stevens deserves some criticism for them coming out like that too. And you know, I haven't really heard any criticism of him in the last couple of days, but he, he should be uh, held accountable a little bit for for how they came out in that game. That's there's no excuse for that. No, I that, and you're 100 percent right on that. Like, if he's the greatest coach in America. Like, his team shouldn't come out and drop a turd like that right in the middle of the floor. I mean, come on. I've had dogs that were less less conspicuous about that. It, 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 at least I didn't have to. I was at the office last night, so at least I didn't have to watch that game. That was even worse. Oh, oh man. Last night, Randy, and I was talking to Wing and I were talking about this. Houston get, it gets on a 10-2 run 
Okay, and it looks like they're starting to edge back into it. They get within like 13. And then Curry hits that step back 30 footer. And that thing, there was no doubt, as soon as that thing released, I'm like, that is going in. And it went in, and that place blew up, and that was it. It was almost like they took a stake right through the heart of everything Houston Rocket in the past, like uh, Rudy Tomjanovich, Hakeem Olajuwon, Clyde Drexler, Otis Smith, Kenny Smith, all of them, Ralph Sampson, all of them. It just pierced it, and that was it. They were done. I'll be stunned if they if if that series goes longer than five or six games, I will be floored after after the after the performance I saw last night from Houston. Imagine floored. how bad imagine how bad it would have been if the Rockets weren't built to beat the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Daryl Morey's a genius though. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He's a he's a genius. That's another thing. I always get a uh I, I just uh I don't get it. I'll never get it. I'll never understand it. It's all right, though. It's no big deal. It's fine. Did you get to see anything over the weekend? Out, cover stuff, see things, you know? Uh, no, not really. Um, I had a game at Green Gloucester on Saturday, and it was one of those, these happen once a year. You show up at the park, and there's nobody there. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> People dressed up like empty seats, you mean? Yeah, empty seats, empty field. There was a lacrosse game uh, over on the soccer field, but uh, nobody at the baseball field. Uh, apparently, there was a change in the schedule that we weren't informed of. And so, uh, you know, they're playing Tuesday instead of uh, Saturday, uh, but I'm going to see them Wednesday instead. I won't, won't get all into that, but I'm going to see uh, Edward Little Oxford Hills today. Looking forward to that. First time seeing the Vikings, uh, second time seeing the Eddies. Be interested to see how the Eddies bounce back from their first loss against Bangor and uh, uh, Oxford Hills. Ever little, always a, a nice little rivalry uh, going back to to basketball and uh, most recent iteration. So uh, uh, I'm looking for it's supposed to be an awesome day. So finally, we're you know with with a couple weeks left in the season, we're finally getting great weather on a consistent basis, and uh, here we go. This is baseball season to me. Yeah, it is. It's the final week of the regular season, and then, you know, I don't know what the weather's looking like for the next couple of weeks, but, you know, fingers crossed that we don't have any of the stuff that we've had in previous years, which is rain Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, and then is, everything Isn't it moved. sad that the first time we have weather that's baseball weather, the season's ending? It's literally the final week of the regular season. The only people that are going to benefit are the ones in the tournament. The Everybody season. else, nice, thanks for playing, you know? Yeah, yeah that's mean. That's, that's mean for you right there. All in a nutshell. Oh, man. Uh, it's Vilas Daly from the Spectrum Health Care Partners, Stewards across the NBR Radio Network. You know, Randy, when when you look at the at the Class A standings, Bangor is number one, Edward Udo number two, Oxford Hills. You know, those are the teams that have been there all year. Then Hamden, Lewiston's crept up a little bit to fifth, uh, Monterey, Skowhegan, Mesolonsky. Those are the tournament types. Everybody else, I mean, Camden's two and ten. So those are the teams that are going to make the tournament, yeah. unless there's a big upset. That sounds like a pretty good tournament to me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely does. I mean, any tournament Bangor baseball goes into, they're they're going to be the favorite, um, and you know they they just seem to always find a way. But uh, you know, I thought Oxford Hills was was right there with them coming into the season. 
Uh, clearly underestimated with a little, little bit. Uh, you know, I had some questions about their pitching, but uh, you know that certainly performed well to this point. And uh, you know, Hamden's been solid. That's a team that you know coaches I've talked to said you know you need to look out for it tournament time. It could uh, you know ruffle some feathers. Uh, and Lewis has been playing very well after an uh, 0-3 start. They get their bats going, and now they're uh, you know playing some. They, they had an eight-game winning streak snap by by Hamden, but they're playing pretty good baseball now. So uh, you know, in Mount Ararat, the team last year that upset uh, that were low in the in the semifinals. Uh, you got to you know keep an eye out on them, obviously. So yeah, it should be a be a pretty fun tournament, pretty interesting. Uh, uh, you know, like I said, Bangor will be the team to beat going in just because of Bangor, but uh, you know, it, it doesn't mean they're gonna, they're gonna have a cakewalk to the tournament. You know, that uh, you see it a lot for a high school. Uh, this seems to be, I don't want to say the year for Edwin Little, but a lot of times those you know, kids who play more than one sport, of course. That that attitude of winning, like they did in basketball, carries over, and you see some of those same kids on the diamond or the track or whatever, and and suddenly there we are. So maybe this is uh, going to be the Cinderella year for Edwin Little. Yeah, it's true. You do see that carry over a lot, especially uh, from uh, well over into to spring sports. A lot of times, the uh, kids that have been winning in the fall or the winter, you know, they want to. They want to finish things up on a right note, and uh, you know they they just have this confidence about them. Doesn't mean doesn't matter what kind of uh, venue they're in, what sport they're playing. They just they know what it takes at, at tournament time. And tournament time, regardless of the sport, playoff time is is, is a different ball game. You know it always is, and then the kids that, <clears throat> that have been through that before and, and know what it takes. Uh, generally tend to prosper at that time of year. Because you want that senior leadership on a team, especially when it comes tournament time, the, the flying the ointment that we've talked about, uh, Maddie and I, before is for seniors with that leadership, you know, they're thinking about graduation, going to school, getting a job, all that stuff, and yay, their focus can be split all of a sudden. It takes a special special group and a, and a great coach to make sure that they stay focused. Yeah, absolutely. It's probably the most challenging season to coach because of that, just because there are so many distractions and, and kids kind of ready to move on. And, and, you know, some kids start summer jobs or, or summer activities and that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm amazed at, at coaches who are able to, to keep, kids uh, focus and attention at, at 100% in the spring season. Talking with Randy Whitehouse from the Sun Journal, sunjournal.com. All right, it, it, should I be wound up? Should I be as mad as I am that Tom Brady decided to not go to OTAs today? Like, should I be uh, annoyed? I feel annoyed. I feel besmirched by him. I <laughs> might say they felt besmirched by Tom Brady, but there you go. Um, I mean, Sure, uh, I don't care. <laughs> not you know, not that you feel dis- dismerged. I feel bad for you, but I okay. don't care that he's at at not at uh, passing camp. I 
I think he'll be fine when the season starts. And, uh, you know, as long as he's there for, for the stuff that he has to be there for, and, you know, there really hasn't been any indication that he's not going to be, then that's really all I care about. Um, yeah, you know, he's acting like a prima donna. You know, he's been doing that for a couple of years now, so this doesn't really surprise me at all. And, uh, you know, if this, is, uh, if this is the price we have to pay for having the best quarterback in football, so be it. I, I really don't have a problem with it, and, you know, I wish, uh, I, wish I hope, and I know it's not going to happen, but, you know, it'd be nice if, if uh, the, the sports talk stations would focus on, you know, the Celtics and, and the Red Sox now, because what is happening now with the Patriots in terms of whether Brady and Gronk are there is completely irrelevant about, completely irrelevant to what's going to happen in the upcoming season. All right. Okay. I I just I feel annoyed, and I I don't want to feel annoyed. You know what I mean? Like I understand what he's done, and he deserves this time off. At the same time, it's like, listen, Sparky, you know, you're the one who may or may not have forced this trade of your of your uh, of your underling, okay, to another team. And now that you don't have the underling pushing you, now you can now you can let you gas off the pedal a little bit. Well, I under I appreciate that you still want to play, and I appreciate you want to recharge it differently. But it's a grind every year, and if you need to be committed to this, to me, pro football is not half in, half out, or I'm 90% in, or I'm I'm in all the time. You're either in or you're out, and I feel like he's kind of going out on his own, whether he's trying to, whether he's trying to, you know, uh, tweak Bra- uh, Belichick, whether he's just trying to make a point, or maybe he's trying to do something differently. But I, I don't like where this is going. I, I just I feel like this is the beginning of the transition to Tom Brady being, you know, the guru from the TB12 thing. And he's going to be like Tom Amansky, back to back to back. You know what I mean? Like, I, I could see him going off and doing that at this point. It just bugs me. It especially bugs me because, again, if if it is to be believed that somehow, some way, he made it known that he wanted someone traded or, or gone or he wasn't leaving or whatever it is, like... Well, I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo would be there with his OTA guys. I know he's been at San Francisco for all of them. So, I don't know. It, it, that's what annoys me about it because there's still a season to play. Now, if he comes out this year and does his thing, so be it. Whatever. Do your own thing, Tom. Who am I to doubt you? But, you know, if he looks sharp, if he looks rusty next year, he doesn't look like he's got his timing down, what's the first thing we're going to hear? Hey, he didn't work as hard this offseason. We're going to no, hear it. No one has more to lose. Tom Brady going off a cliff this season than Tom Brady and the TB12 method. Tom Brady will be fine, Maddie. Don't okay. worry about it. All right. Okay. You're, you're positive on this. Okay. I'm, I'm completely positive. I've been watching the guy for 18 years now. He'll be fine. All right. Okay. Feel better. But I needed I needed someone. Yeah, I'm glad you talked him off the ledge. We were someone. We someone needed to. Days. Someone needed to keep me like a little bit unwound. Just that's all it was needed. I, I, I thought you were going to say you were uh, ticked off about the Yankees having to spend the night in the airport. Well, that that is crap. And like, I mean, like you want to talk about a franchise? Like, you know, when somebody pulls the you do you know who I am thing, and you're like, oh god, really? Is that? But honestly, the Yankees couldn't be like, do you know who we are? Like, I, I just, I don't understand. I don't, I don't get it. The, the worst part about it was I heard Giancarlo Stan was trying to pass the time 
by hitting on stewardesses in the lounge, and he kept striking out. Oh wow, <laughs> wow, that is that's amazing. They said you're too tall. I didn't, you're you know, I tall. didn't hear that one, but I did hear that uh, uh, CC Sabathia somehow stole Glaber Torres's blanket, which uh, pl- explained why Glaber Torres played so poorly on Friday. <laughs> Luckily, though, they were able to rebound and knock off those pesky Kansas City Royals Saturday yeah. and Sunday. And yesterday they did it, and they said, you know what, Gary Sanchez, why don't you take the day off and still score 10 runs? Remember so. when the Royals used to actually put up a fight again? Oh, yeah. Even even when in they the, were bad. In like, the 80s, they were tough. I st- look, I remember, look, I remember those years that the Royals weren't that good, even in the, you know, the Tony Pena era and stuff like that. And the Red Sox would always have the toughest time with them in Kansas City. And then even in the late 80s, you know, once the Royals were kind of, you know, they were kind of past being a contender and past winning the World Series. But they could never beat like a Mark Gubaza, Brett Saberhagen. And uh, was it Brett Saber? Brett Saberhagen in odd numbered years was tremendous. Brett Saberhagen in even numbered years was terrible. Um, it was Charlie just, Lee Brandt. Charlie uh, Lee Brandt, uh. Frank White. It's like the Red Sox going to Texas, same thing. Yeah. Boom. Hal McRae, you know, I mean, you would know that they're either going to get swept or they're going to win one game by one and they'll get blown out the other times. Like, it was just, didn't matter if Mike Boddicker was pitching that, or Bruce Hurst or not. That line drive in the gap on that turf and it would roll and, the, and geez, roll. they'd be running the bases. Oh, yeah. yeah, boy. Yeah, I remember I remember seeing Willie Wilson do that. And, mm-hmm. you know, they were showing him running around the bases and it was like, holy crap, people can run that fast on a baseball field? Oh yeah! Oh my God! I, I I couldn't believe it. Yeah, Willie Wilson was fast as he was like Mister Triple. You know what Isn't I mean? He? Like as soon as he got one into the gap, it's like you know how everybody's like, oh, it's an automatic double. Okay. No, 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 Willie no. Wilson. It's like, oh hey, there's a triple. One of my favorite moments, I think, for Red Sox moments though, from from Kansas City, was Dwight Evans coming up to pinch hit. I want to say it was '88 or '89, probably '88, and pitcher throws a pitch. I think it was I think it was Jeff Montgomery. So or or Quisenberry. I think it was Montgomery though. Montgomery throws a pitch and, and and Evans hits it deep, 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 deep foul. It's probably by about three feet. Now at that time when you saw that, that that was like the first time like, oh man, he just missed that one. But they never like every time after that it would always be like grounded a third or pop up or whatever. You're like, man, I can't believe they didn't hit it the second time. The next pitch he took it and he cranked that thing into the fountains. And I was like, man, that's pretty cool. I, I, you don't see that very often where he just misses the first one and then he hits the second one. Most of the time it's, you know, they miss the second one and they ground into a double play or whatever it is. So that was that was one of those. Dwight Evans, man, one of the most criminally underrated Red Sox players oh, of yeah. all time. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're preaching to the choir here. He was my favorite player growing up, man. He was awesome. He, was, he could do it all except for run. I mean, he was a good base runner. He wasn't very fast. But, uh, yeah, he... He was clutch, hit for power, got on base, great outfielder, great outfielder, played played the most underratedly hard position in baseball, which is right field at Fenway like a freaking maestro. Yeah, he, he belongs in the Hall of Fame, but, you know, what do I know? Well, it, it's all about stats. That's the problem with the Hall of Fame because they, they don't take into account that he, how many games did he save in right, by playing right field as well as he did. I think what they should do is they should just make the throw from the 87 All-Star game when he threw it from right field on a bounce and Don Zimmer basically threw Tim Raines back to third base. It was like, no, you don't even... Tr-. I mean, Tim Raines at the time was... You know, you had Ricky Henderson on one side and you had Tim Raines in the National League. Tim right. Raines and Vince Coleman were your two speedsters. They were your guys who were going to be up top and stolen bases each year. And that ball gets hit out to right field and Don Zimmer is like, nope, 
just stay right there. You're not you're not going to do that. And that Evans throw went one bounce to home plate, and he would have been dead to rights. And that would have been like, whoop, okay, thanks for playing. You know, that was that was one of the greatest All Star games. That was back when you cared about All Star games, yeah. you know, because you hadn't seen them play in interleague. You know, like yeah, we're oh. so old, man. We are so Isn't old. It? We are so old. Feeling was, it today, and we're it's the, the the momentum keeps building to eliminate the pitchers hitting. Like that drives me nuts. Like I, I, it just it's basically like here. You know what? You only have to do half of your job well. You know that's really what it is. You only have to do half your job well. If you if you are really good at one half of your job, then we can overlook everything else. Makes me mental. Uh, I, I I don't get the thrill that that some purists do of of seeing pitchers hit, um, but you know it, it is it is fun to see a guy you know who who actually knows what he's doing up there like a Madison Bumgarner or someone like that. Uh, but you know he's he's one in a million basically, so uh, I'd be fine with the DH in both leagues, but yeah, I'd be- not going to happen. Probably, maybe someday. I think someday the something is going. There, there's some issues with the with the union in Major League Baseball right now. I I feel once that's all worked out, you'll see some things moving. Um, so what do you what do you what are your thoughts on this team? What do what are they going to do? I mean, you you guys right now are the are the high priced uh, big payroll. Like, what are you guys going to do? It's really amazing me how often Yankee fans like to point that out. But. Well, I've only been listening to that. We've been buying your World Series for years. Well, I don't know. 96 really wasn't a bought World Series. It was kind of a core thing. And, well, 98, 99, yeah. I mean, they added players around that, but the core was, was developed through the league. I mean, most of your core was developed through yours. You just happened to buy some other players around it. Most of those players that you bought, however, are no longer with the team. I think most Red Sox fans are willing to accept that we're the mini Yankees. It's just ownership that's not willing to accept that fact, really, to be honest with you. But, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm pretty much where I was with this team at the start of the season. I think their pitching's better than, than uh, New York's. And, uh, you know, they got to figure out the, the bottom third of the lineup, clearly. Uh, and I, I think they'll, they'll address that pretty soon. I mean, you know, maybe once Mookie gets to like 20 home runs and 32 RBIs, uh, you know, or staring him in the face with numbers like that, they'll figure out that might be a good idea to have men on base for him. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and they got to figure out the bullpen. And you know, I'm fine with them drawing, drawing, quartering uh, Carson Smith in the public square if they want to do that too, just to uh, you know make an example of him. But uh, I I I feel pretty good about where they're going. They're gonna beat up on the crappy teams and you know play about five hundred with the the Yankees and the Astros and you know we'll see in September and, and see who's uh, who's got the upper hand as far as the division. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that all goes. We'll see how many games that each team can win against the Orioles, Blue Jays, and Rays. I mean, that's really what it. By the way, I did want to mention. I read an article yesterday about Stuart Sternberg, who's the owner of the, um, who's the owner of the uh, of the Tampa Bay Rays, and he would be open to relocating the team to either New York or Montreal. Wow, you may get your Montreal. I'm wish telling after you, all. if you move Tampa Bay, to, I've been banging this drum since 2005. If you move Tampa Bay to Montreal, you will. You, you may have a, a Vegas Knights situation as well. Okay, 
Not that that it'll be an expansion team, but you're going to have money coming in from all the Red Sox, Yankees, and Blue Jays fans that are going to make that trip to to Montreal. Take and turn the corner. Yeah. Okay. Like uh, right now, like the the Patriots playing in Nashville this year against the Titans, you can't get a ticket down to Nashville that weekend for less than 500 bucks. They jacked the price up because they knew all the the Patriots fans are going to travel. They're going to go down. Nashville's a party town. Now, you have a weekend up in Montreal and you can go get tickets. Okay, if... You give me the choice. You can go to a three-game series in Fenway for the weekend, or you can go to a three-game series in Montreal for the weekend. I know that if I go to Montreal, my dollars are going to stretch farther. Okay, it, Not only is it going to stretch farther, there's going to be more things to do. Well, and the seats are going to be cheaper. Right. Just I'm not going to have to worry about part. The seats are going to be cheaper. The food's going to be cheaper. The beer's going to be better. I mean, like, I'm going. Bye. I'm, I'm headed to Montreal. Thanks for playing. I'm going with you. You know? I'd, it, I'd like to see him in Montreal, but... I. You said New York. I mean, does this guy know that they tore down the polo ground? I, I don't. I think he maybe wants to rebuild Ebbets Field. I'm not really sure what the plan oh, is boy. for that. Got big money, huh? Yeah, yeah. Really good idea to, to target your uh, your whole marketing you, around uh, towards baby boomers. Now that's a, that's a really good idea. That'll last a long time. He he could spend his money actually improving his own team, right? Could do that. Maybe. Nah, you don't want to do that. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. What you know, that's fine. Randy Whitehouse, Sun Journal, he might go cover a baseball game this week, depending on whether or not it's eh, scheduled or not. The you know, we'll good. Yeah, if, if this I've team... only had that happen to me a couple of times. Like I have not had that happen yet with a broadcast, but I have had that happen with the writing where you show up for something and they're like, Oh yeah, we moved that to next Tuesday at three yeah. because uh, there's some uh, there's some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It generally happens once a, a spring. The other two seasons, not so much. But in the spring, of course, with all the you know juggling of the schedules with rainouts and stuff, it, it generally happens at least once a year to pretty much all of us in the news uh, sports department. You weren't on the checklist to make sure we contact Randy before we when we call us off. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, well, you know the the ADV actually used to be pretty good at, at notifying us of changes and stuff, but now they have, you know, their own websites and their own ways of getting the word out, so they don't really do it. I don't really blame them, to be honest with you. Yeah, they just assume you're looking for that stuff. That's yeah. usually what that means. Radio White House from the Sun Journal joins us each and every Monday here. Thank you very much, my friend. We'll see you out there. All right, go see Take Go Celtics. Yourself. Yes, thank you. Take care. More on the way. It's Abilas Daily, Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the MBR Radio Network. Time for a station ID so you know exactly where you're listening to the B List. You're listening to Sports Time Maine, WTME, AM 780, Rumford, Mexico, Dixfield. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. And now there's a new winning team to add to the list. Spectrum Orthopedics, an all-star roster of orthopedic experts delivering top care right here in your backyard. Spectrum Orthopedics is made up of three of the area's top orthopedic practices. OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, and Falmouth Orthopedic Center. Spectrum Orthopedics makes it easier for physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff to share resources and work as one, making patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about Spectrum Orthopedics and connect with a provider in your area, 
visit spectrumhcp.com forward slash ortho. Remember when your kids spent vacation week telling you how bored they were? Yeah, you're going to have to have a whole summer of that. Until you remember. Registration is now open for University of Southern Maine's summer camps. They've got basketball, they've got soccer, they've got ice hockey, and they have a ton more. I haven't even scratched the surface on this. Find the registration links now. Go to usm.maine.edu. That's usm.maine.edu and search summer camps. University of Southern Maine summer camps where kids should spend the summer. We believe in better, a better way to invest, a better way to serve you, and a better result. At Frisbee and Associates, we can help you determine how much risk you're taking, red flags that could be potential problems for you, how much you're paying in fees and commissions, potential tax liability, and how to address Social Security. For your free consultation, call Kevin Frisbee at 241-7430. Frisbee and Associates is located in Rumford, Brewer, and in Lewiston at 656 Main Street. Call 241-7430 on Online at frisbeebenefits.com. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation, making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave moisture control units continuously dry out your home, transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. Wave units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets too empty. Call Wave today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes, and you're done. To try Paraswabs risk-free, call 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. All aboard MBR.org! The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all-new and very popular team pages. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org!
Felis Daily, Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios, across the NBR Radio Network. Nice to talk with Randy. Yes. Mark Callan from Eastern Maine Sports will join us in just a little bit.